you know, one thing that I think is interesting and it shows how, and, and maybe it's always been this way, how we're so on the edge of being something different. You know, every day, if you have a regular job, every day we hide in the suit that we wear for everyday life. It's a it's a suit of lies that we put on to live that life. And we have to maintain it throughout the day. And then when it's over, you know, you're an entirely different person. You know, you're you're the person that you are at work, most people, and then you're the person that you are at home and or, or out somewhere. It's all it's all different people. And I guess to me that's just really scary because it's the idea that we would spend most of our day someone that we aren't. And and why why would we do that? Well, we we have to for our survival, yes, but it just seems so wrong and I think I think people are starting to realize that and wake up to it because the people around here that I talk to, um, you know, they'll say, it's like, okay, I realize it's all ridiculous and everything. I just have to do it. And I, and we all agree that it's just ridiculous. And I wonder, you know, if that's something that everyone thinks, how long will it take before everyone just collectively says no? Um, and, you know, you, you see that ever so present and increasing in other countries for other reasons. You know, um, Hong Kong right now, you know, they've had this protest going on for eight months strong. But, you know, it's a, it's a different reason, but everybody got together and said no. And you see that start to happen. And I just wonder, you know, how long before that slides into corporate America and how long before that sides into the 40-hour work week and what does that mean and you know just the idea that we have to maintain this culture for 40 hours a week to me is ridiculous because in other countries don't do this um to a certain extent um and depending on which one but just the, the way I think about it is this, you know, if you, okay, the transportation industry, one of, one of many, 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 many industries that we maintain on a daily basis, okay, transportation in, industry, you've got, you've got boats, you've got trains, you've got airplanes, you, and you've got cars, okay, well, let's just talk about an airplane, just, just one part of one of many industries that we maintain on a daily basis. So for an airplane, what do we have to have people do? We have to have people that fabricate metal. We have to have people that fabricate screws. We have to have people that make glass. We have to have people that make cloth or leather for the seats. We have to have all of these different things, people that... Um, throughout the day, just manufacture the hinges for the overhead luggage doors. We have, you know, 
plumbers for the restrooms. I mean, just all these different things, cooks to make the food. Where do you get the food? That's a whole nother story. You've got stewardesses for the um, service in the plane. You've got pilots, just all of these things that have to go in, you know, and that's just the plane itself. To use a plane, you've got to have an air traffic controller. You've got to have an airport. You've got to have all of these things. Engineers. Oh, my God. So many engineers to put it all together. And it's equality control people. It's And those, those are meticulously maintained. It's all this effort for one thing, and that applies to anything that we maintain in this culture. I mean, cars, it's the same thing. I, I, I just, to me, that blows my mind. It's no wonder we're going out of our minds is because every day we have to maintain these things. And, you know, the argument of this is, oh, well, what would we do without those things? I don't know. What do we do without the things we don't have? We'll never know, will we? I just, to me, it's, and I'm not, and you know, we need airplanes. That's just an example. We need cars, just an example. But there are many things that we don't need. And the idea that we could even cut out a few of those and save that much is just to cut down on the maintaining of everything. And the, well, you know, we don't need to work as much as we're doing. We're avoiding life itself. We spend, you know, most people, including myself, spend the the sunshine nature filled day in a building you know it's it's the most important part of the day you spend inside grinding away on a keyboard you hitting one of 86 buttons or however many you're on there and it's i i just it just blows my mind and i i, I don't know why we do it because the second that you step back and look at it you realize that it's all a joke. Every day we know it's a joke, but we continue to do it. Is it the lack of making it known to other people that you also know it's a joke? Is it a lack of wanting to stand up to it? I mean, you know, everybody seems to be so focused on do this, do that, and you have to do something to be somebody when the most important thing that we can do is stop everything and think. Oh, but thinking is perceived as doing nothing. If you sit down by a tree, you look like an idiot. And it's that's the most important thing we could do because as soon as you do that, it becomes apparently clear that what we're doing is crap. And... All you have to do, the first step in recognition is sitting down and thinking about it. Just sit down and think yourself over and you see that it's crap. And and what can we do to change that? Get together and, and you know, you know, make it known. I mean, it and it's hard because people nowadays they're so in they're so in the culture you know they have the car payment they have the house payment for the roof over their head the car that they drive they have their restaurants they go to and eat at they've got children that's that's probably the worst one and there's nothing wrong with children we have to have them but i 
the the thing about children is if you are in the culture and you're married or not married either either or if you have a significant other and you have a child you will keep doing what you're doing for the um stability of those people of that child and of that significant other you will keep doing what you're doing in the culture and i think most people that realize what's going on are the people that don't have those things because they're not driven to when you're not driven for the stability of someone that you care about or your family you can step back and you actually have the free time to step back and look at everything and to me that's those are the people that realize it and and you know it's in what what do we do about it we have to the the only way that i can or the only thing that i can see is just having to get together say no and let it all fall apart and then once it all falls apart we can build from that a simpler life and you know i, I i'm very on the same page with Terence McKenna's idea of the archaic revival. I think that is what we need to do. That's that's what we should do. We should go backwards. We should go back with the knowledge that we have now and go back to the psychedelic experience, go back to living in nature, and go back to being happy people. You know, a very common misconception that I see around, and I, I hear this almost weekly. It's, uh, you know, oh, well, I feel so bad for all those people who don't have homes and don't have cars in Africa or these other countries or in, I even heard someone say one time in Peru, it's like, you, you think for a second and it's, and then you go online and you find the statistics and it's those people are actually much happier now I'm talking I'm not talking about the kids that are suffering from malaria. I'm talking about the tribal communities. No, they don't have houses. No, they don't have electricity. No, they don't have the internet. They have their own internet. No, they don't have cars, but they're so much happier because they have community. They have nature. They have spirituality. They have the connection. They're, they're so much happier, and that's what we need to go back to, and I'm just wondering how long it's going to take before we realize that what we need to do is focus on ourselves in the sense of growing us as a consciousness and as people spiritually, the, the thing that we so readily ignore, and I just... um. To me, that's an issue. And um, another one of the thoughts that I had written down here that I had today is, um, you know, one interesting thing about the DMT world is, you know, every day we, we are between two worlds. You know, we have our consciousness, our mental world that... We can't really seem to find, it's not anywhere, it's just somehow there, somehow within, somehow, it's external, but it's also within, because it branches and connects to everything, but is in, it is within us. 
as it is everywhere else. So I, um, you know, we're we're between two worlds, and we everything is so, you know, one way and then another way. It's you've got you've got each side of it. You know, we spend time awake, we spend time asleep, and but but if you close your eyes and you and you think, you're thinking almost like in another world. You know, you have moments where you zone in and out. You have psychedelic experiences. You have dreams. It's all one world and then another world. And I and I think that's very interesting, and that's an interesting point, because if DMT is, is somehow related to the other world, it just shows that there's just as much out there as there is here. And I think the world is far stranger than people realize it is. And I think, I think Terrence McKenna said something to the effect of, you know, if you're, if if you don't think there's any mystery in the world, you know you're you're thirty seconds away from another world at any time, and that's very true with DMT. Is I mean you you are, and you can go and talk to elf people, and they will rel- welcome you, and you can trade ideas, and that's um that's one thing that has influenced my DMT experiences is is when you go trying to have an idea to trade when you go there for some reason they interact with you more. And I'm not sure why. Um, it seems like they they really are idea traders, is what they you know they have. It's like they just have millions of them, and they're like, okay, well, you gave me this one, so I'll give you this one. And it's not it's not a physical exchange. It's more of like a their language kind of thing. And you know, why would they do this? Why would they trade ideas? You know, ideas are what grow and change us the most profound changes that we've had as a civilization and as a species are because of ideas and you know people are encouraged to have ideas and you know what are ideas we have no idea they're one of the most mis- no idea we have no idea they're one of the most mysterious things and the idea that it's hard to say this without saying idea. The the idea that we can go to this other world and trade ideas with these beings. And if you if you think one up and you and you share it with them, they'll give you one back. I just think that is the most important thing that we could focus on. If ideas are what change and shape our species, that's what we should be doing is 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 playing with ideas. And, you know, there should be people that do that. And you think, okay, well, that causes you to have more ideas. If you're consciously aware that going into a DMT experience, you want to have a good one to trade, that makes you consciously aware and you will have one. So it's almost like inadvertently the DMT, which they're they're the DMT entities are just mind-blowingly intelligent, so and wise. So it's it's almost like they're inadvertently trying to get you to have ideas by doing that. It's they're thinking, okay, I'll trade ideas with them, but in reality I'm just almost like finagling his consciousness and just feeding it back to himself. Like maybe we're not actually trading ideas with them. 
maybe that's our consciousness if you believe that and which I don't know if I do. I'm just just an idea here. Maybe they're just feeding our consciousness back to us. And we're not trading ideas. We're trading ideas with ourselves. We're crossing that consciousness subconscious border. And that's what it is. I, I don't know. It's just an idea. I have no idea what the DMT experience is. It is, it is the most mind-blowing mystery I've ever seen. And, and you know, I've, I've, I've had a long time to that I've been looking and it is, it is just bizarre. Um, you know, one of the things that the DMT, um, being, he, he showed me one time or she showed me, um, this was one of them that I had, uh, you know, she, she showed me a tree and, and, you know, just, just picture a tree I think this one, it was in wintertime because it was, this makes it easier to visualize. Visualize a tree in winter, no leaves. She showed me what the tree looked like under the earth. And under the earth, the roots of the tree looked exactly like the tree. So the tree in wintertime and the tree's roots looked like the same thing. If you flipped a picture upside down, it would be almost identical. And maybe a little more sporadic, but almost identical. And she was just showing me how everything is balanced. Even if it's in a way that we can't see, in a way that we may not be able to comprehend, it is still balanced. And she she showed me it's, you know, one side and then the other. And it's one goes into the earth and one comes out of it. It's all, you know, just like there's one piece of us here, there's one piece of us in another world. That's where we dream. That's where the ideas come from. And it's, it's everything is equal. And I, to me, that was just a beautiful thing. It's like she showed me and I got it. It's like there's life, there's death, you're awake, you're asleep. And she just went through all these different things. But the tree was one that I was able to bring back that I remembered. And um, to... To the point of ideas, I, I I don't know where they come from. It's not, I don't, th- this is my opinion and my personal experience. I don't think that the ideas that I have are mine. I've never felt like they are because um, I've had some crazy ones. And I, I don't, I've never felt like they're my ideas. I've always felt like they were given to me. Like, and and the more you try and be an idea trader, the more... It seems to work to a certain extent. It's just it just increases, and to me that's just so interesting because it's like where do they come from? Do they come from a you know central consciousness that connects us all as an idea that I have? You know, just come from someone else? Is it a network? Kind of like the um, the experiment. Um, I know there was an experiment done where they showed monkeys how to open coconuts on rocks on one island. They had a chain of three islands, and they showed monkeys who did... None of these monkeys knew how to open coconuts. And that um, they opened them by slamming them on the ground repeatedly and um, slamming them down from trees, I believe. And then uh, they showed the monkeys how to open them on like the, the sharp corners of certain rocks, and as soon as they did that, it was like a week or two after 
the monkeys on the other two islands learn the same. And, and, and okay, we, then you ask yourself, okay, well, how did one of the monkeys know to do that? Well, they had an idea. So the idea came from something else, and that just shows me there's a network, and we're all connected by a network, and the idea that I have was someone else's. And when I say someone else's, I don't necessarily mean another person. I don't I think that network is hyperdimensional. I think that network is consciousness. It's a multidimensional hyperdimensional when I say hyperdimensional I mean the DMT world and and multidimensional like other places. But um I think that that ideas and that network of consciousness, I think the consciousness is a network, and that's what it does, is it trades ideas, and that's how it's able to do that. So anywhere there's consciousness, ideas can be traded. And I think that that's how that works. And um, I just wanted to share that here, and I'm going to kind of end it here. But thank you for listening.